Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. You are joining us here for episode 70. I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, how are you? I am doing well, and we get even more senior discounts now. We're 70. There you go. Well, it is December. December. Holy cow. Christmas is coming two weeks away. Um, Tom, are you ready for Christmas? For the most part, I believe we are. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With all yeah, the <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, you know, again, two spot monkeys, two sides of a coin. <laughs> right? Yeah, I got to book hotels for our trip, and yeah, I really should get on that. Um, but uh, it's been busy, it's been crazy, but uh crazy times in wrestling, too. Crazy, crazy times in wrestling. Uh, and that's what we're here to chat about today. Although, let's be honest, we're gonna go down 17 different rabbit holes <laughs> that aren't pro wrestling by the end of this. Um I forgot to, I was going to go back and listen. I know we talked about, uh, I don't remember if it was on air or not last week, but uh, maybe next week when we record, we'll, we'll take a look at our, quickly at our NFL picks that we made earlier in the season and see how those are shaken out. I didn't get a chance to do that this week. Uh, but I do know that one of my picks was my Bears going into the playoffs. And I mean, they were technically still in the hunt, but uh, no, that's not happening. So you did not pick your Lions to go to the playoffs, which also appears to have been a very good pick by you. So, but as, hey, as our, as our friend Chris would say, uh, end of heartache. End of heartache. And unfortunately, and, heartache never ends if you're a Lions fan. Your Lions got their first big win on Sunday. So, um, after really trying to blow that game, but they finally they pulled it off in the end. So, anyways, again, there we go. Rabbit hole, not pro wrestling. Number one. Let's talk about War Games. NXT War Games was last week. Um, Tom, did you watch the show live or did you watch it after the fact? I didn't. I. Ooh, I did watch live. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I forgot. You know, I, I tell you why I forgot. I dozed off during the Roderick Strong match, and so oh, it, okay. it, it felt it felt like there were um, two separate times I watched it. And now, granted, I did watch the main event back on Monday, but yes, I did watch live. Okay, and and I've seen uh, after the fact. I knew I wasn't going to see it live, but after the fact, I've seen everything except the men's war game match. I know what happens, and. Um, which wasn't shocking because it was the, the one match I got right out of the whole darn card. We'll talk about that in a minute. Before um, we get into this, I just had to make, yes. just give, tell you a really funny story. So my wife um, isn't the biggest fan that I'm a pro wrestling fan. Like she just thinks that wrestling is hokey and not hokey Pete's, but just hokey and just not, not good consumption. Right. I, give, I kid you not, Jim, without fail, anytime I'm watching something live, it doesn't matter what product, what episode, without fail, my wife walks in the room right when there's a women's match on. And she just looks at the screen and she just, she just shakes her head in disappointment. So sure, last Sunday, we had a great day. We were pretty low-key. We did some things around the house. I took some of my kids out to get their holiday shopping done. We're settled by the time that War Games gets underway. Again, I figured one of the matches was going to be uh, a War Games match to start and likely the women's match. She was already upstairs, relaxing, comfortable in her bed, watching a show on our laptop. I think, great, I just have to get through this, this match before she walks in the room. <laughs> nope. 20 minutes in. Here she comes downstairs and into the den and looks at the screen and just shakes her head in disgust. And and I have about that same issue. Um, and uh, 
it usually it not only is a women's match, but it's usually also, and I don't mean to be crass about this or anything, but when like one of the women will like be getting into the ring and bending over the rope, and it's usually one of the happens to be one of the stars who kind of plays up that character, that piece of their character, and like pauses while they're there and like looks and you know gives a sultry look at the TV or whatever or the camera. Um, yeah, and that's when Katie will walk by too, and she she loves that. And then I get the question, do you like her? Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um. Yeah, I got, the, I got the. Oh, I see why you're not hanging out with me. Yeah, yeah you, you're right. Yeah, you nailed it. I just, I couldn't wait for this for, uh, for um, Io Shirai. <laughs> right. And the worst part is if you say, well, there's four matches with guys after this. That's going to launch another way. So you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a no win. Oh, so you're, so you're playing for the other team now, huh? <laughs> right. Uh yeah. Nope. I, I am I am in the same, although Katie will occasionally, and I think she might actually on Saturday be planning to watch Final Battle with me because of um some of the personal reasons that I have. We'll talk about those when we get to Ring of Honor. Um, but uh usually that means also there's a, a beverage in her hand and um halfway through the show she's just making fun of everything on the screen and I'm like, I'm gonna go downstairs, it's okay. Um <laughs> I'd like to watch this. Goodbye. Um, anyways, that's not why you all came, but that's, good. that's a great story, Tom, because yeah, I mean, of course you think you're, you're safe and not that you're doing anything wrong. Like, it's yeah, not like yeah. you, like you should be ashamed, but, and it's not ashamed, but you know what I'm saying? Like, not like you're doing anything wrong, but invariably that's going to be the moment and you're going to get the reaction that you know is coming. Yeah, no, I think Jade, which we'll talk about here in a moment, I'm sure. Um, like, I think my 14-year-old, almost 14-year-old daughter would love Cora Jade. Like, her style, the skateboard gimmick, all that stuff. Like, my 14, my almost 14-year-old, like, that's that's her to a T. Like, so the fact that, um, you know, like, I can't be like, yo, this is a cool wrestler. Um, right. Like, you know, because my wife's like, tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, let's talk about that that opening women's match. Um, we had uh, Toxic Attraction in Dakota Kai against Raquel Eoshirai, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, excuse me, Eoshirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray. Um, what did you think of that opener, Tom? Well, I'm just going to just say in general, I was uh, the, the the event exceeded my expectations. So uh, I think it's been very clear for anyone who's listened here uh, in the last month and a half or two months since the launch of NXT 2.0 that I've really been down on this product. Uh, and in, again, they've, they've seemingly dropped the takeover title because of, again, the shift. So this was just NXT 2.0 war games, no takeover. On, on I think that was smart. And, and I agree with you there. Uh, so I wasn't, and again, we, 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 we didn't do well with our picks, which we'll talk about. And we do the update here in a moment as well. Um, and so it, it was an interesting event for the for the overall night so I'll, i wanted to preface that and we'll maybe get into a little more specifics but no this match was actually quite good uh, and and i'll and i'll start i'll go, I'll go back to core jade uh what a star making uh moment for her uh if you wanted a baby face um made in one night you did it right there so um that was it was fantastic and and i thought that everything played out well and there was some drama in the match in a good way uh Again, Dakota Kai. I don't know how you like. You're you're a robot. You're not human, or you're an alien. Um, yeah. 
I like this match, and I agree with you on Cora Jade. And I, I think I've said before, I, I like something about Cora Jade. Like, I don't know what it is, but sometimes when a character debuts on TV and you're just like, I don't know, I connect with you, like, and it's not because I'm a skateboarder in any way, shape, or form that you really should not put wheels underneath me, uh, underneath my feet at any point. That's a bad idea. So um, it's it's not that. I don't know what it is. I just was like, I, I like this character. I think she got something. I think she's good in the ring. Um, that dive off the top of the cage or that uh, senton, uh, which she almost kind of rotated to the side a little. And I, I thought actually until they ho- did the whole Io Shirai pulling her shoulder back in thing, I thought she was actually hurt um, the way she landed and that I, I thought it was legitimate. And then when EO grabbed her arm and did that, I was like, Oh, okay. That was a, that was a planned thing. Um, I didn't love the finish of this match was my only negative, I guess. And it was that they had done such a good job of building courage of making Cora Jade in that match. And then you kind of made it seem like she got lucky with the pin. Like she just lucked into, Oh, look, you know, uh, was it who did she pin? Mandy? No, it was JC Jane. JC Jane, yeah, yeah. JC Jane. Jane got the finish from Raquel. Right, right. Had or, gotten or, the bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And and then Dakota took out Raquel. I think if I remember right, it was Dakota. It could have been Gigi Dolan. I though. think Gigi and Gigi and Raquel hit the double double boot. Oh, that's double, right. Yeah. The double kick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming back to me. Um, or as you tell me. I'm remembering. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the irony. This was five days ago, right? And so, like, sorry, before too long, this is gonna be two old monkeys uh, podcast. <laughs> we, we, we're gonna start recording right after shows are done to actually be in the moment about what actually happened. Because five days later, who the heck knows? <laughs> Amen. And and sometime we still would love to. I know we've talked about it a few times, but actually be able to watch a show live, um, and then and then come on and do a, a reaction show like five minutes after it ends. I think that would be really fun. Um, unfortunately, I don't know the last time you and I both got to watch a pay-per-view at the same time and even message with each other through the pay-per-view. Uh, one of us, it seems, always has something uh, pulling us away from that. So uh, maybe in 2022. We'll see. Hopefully that can happen. That would be fun. Um, and it would really help, yes, with the reaction piece um, and me not have to go. I remember Corey J. Pin somebody um, and I remember I didn't love it, but, um, and that was so, and it wasn't like it, it ruined the whole match for me or anything like that. I mean, it wasn't that egregious, but, um, there's your word for the day folks. Um, but yeah, I just, I wish, I wish Cora Jade could have hit a move that would have led to that finish. If, if you're going to have her get the pin, um, I like that she got the pin. Cause honestly, out of those four, she's the one that if you're going to try to build somebody out of those four, she needed it most. Um, I think your other three are, are fairly well established uh, or in Raquel Gonzalez and Neo Shirai are very well established and Kaylee Ray established from the UK brand. I think they're still building her and establishing her on the NXT 2.0 brand, but I feel like she came in with enough credibility that they've made her seem like a big deal right away. Um, Cora Jade is, is obviously being built. So like that match um, thought it was a pretty good start uh, or a really good start even. Then we went on to, I believe, the hair versus hair match was second. Um, does that sound right to you, Tom? I don't remember, so I'm actually going to pull, I'm gonna pull it up. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, it was. Uh, no, it was a tag match, which actually, to me, was the best match of the night. And 
holy, holy cow. I, again, I'm, you know what, just like we uh, used to call him Daniel Bryan, Hokey Pete is going to be kind of a staple of this show. <laughs> uh, no, uh, man, what a, what a great match. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly's not semi swan song, I believe here was, great. was fantastic. And, and, and good golly, the uh, underutilization in my opinion, of Imperium. And again, not – I just – yeah, I just wish there was more because when they get going, when they get the opportunity, good grief. That's great. And Von Wagner didn't didn't stick out like a sore thumb. I, I was going to say, and I got to give Von Wagner credit, both here and in the cage match on Tuesday, I, I thought he held his own. Did he wow me and make me think, oh, yeah, wow, now I see what they saw? No. Um but but he didn't do what he's done before, which is make me go, why is this man on my TV screen? Yeah. Um, the beard should have been the tip off to the heel turn because we always have to grow facial hair when we're going to turn heel. Um, and the beard helps his look a lot, too. You and I were talking earlier uh, last week about how you just want to punch him in the face. Like You just have the face you want to punch. And I said, make him a heel then. Well, thank you. Apparently, Triple H and, and Vince and Bruce Pritchard were all listening to Two Spot Monkeys last week and, and did just that. I think whatever they do with him going forward, I think that's going to be interesting to see on 2.0. Um, I, I think he's much better suited as a heel. Maybe he becomes a babyface down the road, but let him really establish himself as a heel and see if the fans take to him at some point as he improves, hopefully. Um, so I, I, I thought that was good. I also thought it was a little bit good, though, that I, I liked that they had Kyle O'Reilly see the turn coming and you know basically squelch it. Wagner got his heat back on Tuesday, so it's all well and good, you know, it's, which is the age-old tradition, right? If Kyle's leaving, you put the put the other guy over on your way out. Um, so I was, I was fine with that on Tuesday as well. Like, it was obvious that's what was going to happen. But, um, but I liked that there was that little different thing of Kyle saw the turn coming and avoided it, basically, um, and kicked the crap out of Von Wagner and all of a sudden turned into DX Kyle O'Reilly doing crotch chops and... Um, which was a little bit like eh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H do run NXT, don't they? That is true. Um, I, I like that. I like that piece because, you know, it wasn't the, the old, oh, Vaughn turned on him and, oh, we didn't see that coming. Why did he do that? And, you know, they played up that. Eh, Kyle saw it coming. Kyle's the veteran and he knew he knew it was coming. Um, so I like that part. And, yeah, I thought it was easily the match of the night. Um, I don't know. Maybe easily is a strong word. I Again, I haven't seen the men's war game match, which I've heard is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I was really good and it, it did create a problem, I think for the third match, which was the hair versus hair match. Um, it is hard to follow those first two matches because those were both really, really strong matches. I didn't think there was necessarily anything wrong with the hair versus hair match. I mean, other than I think the wrong guy won clearly because I picked the other direction. Um, and, and I have not seen much of 2.0, uh, from Tuesday night. I I've seen pictures of Duke Hudson and his, stupid wig that he comes out with and he even put on uh like amateur wrestling headgear to keep it secured to his oh, oh so we're going go the, the kurt angle route again i don't i don't know how i don't know if it's gonna be a long-term thing i mean it does add to the goofy look and and they're gonna run this back they're gonna have another match and i don't know what type of stip they're gonna have but they clearly set the groundwork on tuesday night for another match Cameron Grimes has to shave his chest if he loses, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, Let to be Duke Hudson's butler. Oh, never mind. That already. Oh, wait. We, we did that. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I thought this was fine. I thought it was fine. 
Um, yeah, it, th- here's the thing. When when the one the one moment that sticks with me is when Cameron Grimes hit hit the mushroom stomp at the end, and I was nervous for Duke Hudson's face by the barber chair foot rest. That's that tells you all you need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we went to the the cruiserweight title match. Cruiserweight. This one surprised me. Uh, I thought the match was fine. I think both guys are. We talked about it last week. Rod, Roddy's, you know, all world, um, and I think Gacy's very good in the ring. And I like that. Um, I have seen the the promo uh, package or little vignette that they did on Tuesday night, where he announces that Harlan is going to have his debut next week, which I'm looking forward to seeing. What can Harlan do in the ring? Paul Heyman called Parker Bordeaux, who is Harlan, uh, the next coming of Brock Lesnar at one point, which I don't know that you get much more bigger of a a stamp of approval from somebody than that. Um, and and I'm a little worried because that's that's a lot to put on a young man. Um, so I also like that they haven't tried to make him a character anything like Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, they shaved his head. He's this other, totally other character. I think I'm interested to see Harlan next week. Um, and I like that Gacy has taken a little more sinister tone, it seems like, which we've all, we both said is needed and has been coming. I, I thought this was good. I just, don't understand the point if you were going to do that and not have Gacy win. Well, and now it sounds like Gacy's mission is to change the title of a TV show, which makes me believe it's 205 Live, right? Because he was right. wanting to be more inclusive and not about weight limits. And again, he wasn't successful in the title acquisition. So what's the ne- next best thing? Changing 205 Live to whatever they'll call it on Friday nights. And again, 205 Live, it's long uh, not been 205 Live. In, right. in in the lexicon of WWE, it's it, it's uh, NXT 2.0 dark or dark elevation is what it is really at this point. Yes, um, I mean that, that's how they treated it. Um, I, I, when I look at results, either if you're doing the scoring for our fantasy wrestling league or when I do them uh, for 205 Live, there have been weeks where I'm like, I don't have a clue who that person is. Like if they walked by me on the street, I would have no idea. Uh, <clears throat> And then sometimes they get a video package before they lose to Solo Sokoa. Um, well, you know, and next- like last week, and I forget if we talked about it here or not, but the guy with the cup of coffee, Draco Anthony. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, they've been, like, on 205 Live, and then they're getting vignettes on NXT before they come and, like you said, lose to Solo or someone else. But it's like, do you not think – again, you know, actually, I don't even have to ask the question. I know they know people – I know they don't think people watch 205 Live, which is why they're offering the vignettes of the random – black coffee drinking Draco Anthony. Like and and, and and I kid you not, these look like the most low budget vignettes in the history of professional wrestling. Like for, I, for a company that has you know gobs of money. Let's just yeah. say gobs of money. Yeah. Um yeah I you know it is what it is. I just don't I guess I don't understand the point. I, I should you be able to change the name of a TV show if you're not the champion of the division that show is supposed to be named after? I don't know. That seems weird to me. Um, but I like Gacy. I like his character. So wherever it goes, I'm, I'm in for the ride. Um, and then the men's war game match. Uh, Tom, I'll let you kind of take it away on that because I, I have not seen it yet. Yeah, it, and it was it was a really good match. And uh, again, and we're going to bleed a little bit into the NXT 2.0 Tuesday talk. You know, when we talk about as well, like, this weekend, Saturday or Sunday to Tuesday, were pretty much what I believe to be the swan songs in NXT for Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. 
uh, O'Reilly did uh, put over Von Wagner on his way out, if that's where that path is leading. Gargano uh, had a great end of uh, the night promo on Tuesday. Uh, did you say you have not seen that fully yet? I have not, I have not okay. gotten that. I don't even want to tell you about it because I don't want to create any uh, bias for you at all, but I just really encourage you that it's really top, top-notch TV. It's great. And then the way it concludes is solid as well. I've seen a bunch of pictures on uh, Gargano's Instagram uh, or other social media after, you know, the, 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 the night closed and, you know, embracing Shawn Michaels and Ciampa in the ring and uh, Candice <laughs> LeRae and o- O'Reilly there. And again, it's just, it's really touching and fitting. And, and Gargano is becoming a dad for the first time in February. So, right. you know, if he is going to be a free agent for a while and just do the dad thing, like, you know, not that he, he probably would love to rest his body. He's young, but he has put a lot of mileage on in NXT. So if he gives himself a chance to, you know, do nothing from now until let's say June or July, you know, him coming or, back. Or just do sporadic, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be that would be awesome. Uh no, this was a this was a quite a good match. Uh it was very, very fun, very fitting. Um Good battle of the black and gold versus the 2.0 uh, group, and it 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 played to all of the strengths of what you would want, I think, in a war games match with you know the type of spots that you have and you know the 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 bad guys, if you will, which are the 2.0 guys. I think um, had the advantage, but you know, I think, well, I, think the, it... I think the crowd is, was split a little bit too. And I think it was interesting that they fairly quickly on on Tuesday made sure to make it clear that Braun Breaker isn't necessarily a heel. Um, you know, and and nothing he did even to set up that War Games match last week when he came out and just yelled, War Games! And they went in and battled like, he didn't do anything heelish. He didn't jump somebody from behind. He didn't kick him below. He didn't, you know, anything like that. What did I say the one time I used Steve Carino's kick him in the ding ding? He didn't do any of that. Um, you know, he, or two weeks ago, I guess it would have been. And then he, he beat Gargano, you know, pretty clean in that ladder match. Um, no, again, nothing he did was outside of the scope of a ladder match um, to win that match. So you I think they were a, very clear to, to quickly shift. You had, you had made a comment because when we recorded last week, I hadn't yet seen that. I watched after the fact. You had said kind of pay attention to the finish. Um, you want to give me more insight? Because I, I think I know what you mean, but I'd love to hear first and then go, oh, okay. I just thought, I just thought it looked really good when he grabbed the leg and flipped Gargano and caught him in midair. And and I just thought it looked really smooth and didn't look like Gargano like jumped to land on his shoulder, yeah. um, which I think would be the, I would totally understand if it would have looked, you know, a little bit that way, because that's a dangerous spot that they pulled off, frankly. Um, I, I was just impressed that both he and obviously Gargano had a huge part in making that look as good as it did. Um, I think they had to pull it off quick too. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed this, but when they they shot the camera angle um, to Gargano's back and the referee came into the picture on the backside of the ring and I feel like he kind of said, you guys got to go to the end of the match. Or so, it did or seem like they were running short on time. Yeah, or something to that effect. So for them to pull that off with the fluidity that it had and the timing, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, and I mean... Breaker's a stud. Breaker's a stud. I, I I talked with a friend of mine, a friend of ours yesterday, um, when we were 
joking about we're drafting for our next season of our fantasy wrestling league and and how people snipe different picks and I had hoped to get breaker pretty early and somebody snagged him before I could. Well, I had one chance and I thought I could wait and I, and I shouldn't have, but um, I would not be stunned. I, I said this to our friend John yesterday. I would not be stunned to see breaker in the Royal rumble. And I wouldn't be totally stunned if he wins the Royal rumble. Wow. I, I could like, would I lay a lot of money on that? No. But they seem to want to, I mean, he's the, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, I think, has said he's the most Goldberg thing I've seen since Goldberg. Um, and, he, and he meant that as a compliment, not, a, not as a negative. Um, but the kind of guy that fighting next week? Roddy, right? Oh, yeah, yep. Right. I mean, they're putting him in the ring with guys. I, I expect on the first, um, and this might go against my whole Royal Rumble thing, although he could still appear in the Rumble. Um and I, I almost would be stunned, to be honest, if he doesn't appear in the Rumble. Um, I would put that percentage much higher than I would winning it. Um, but that's probably true for anybody because it's a crapshoot sometimes. Um, I I think the very first um, NXT 2.0 of 2022, I think they're calling it something. New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil. Thank you. I was going to say New Year's Bash, but that's AEW. Um, New Year's Evil. I, I think Breaker wins the title at New Year's Evil. I just think they're going to strap the rocket to this guy. And I don't think they're wrong for doing it, in all honesty. I also saw, and I haven't read the story, he claims that he actually came up with the Braun Breaker name. In which case, you're a really good wrestler and you should keep doing that. Stop making decisions about your name then. It's a dumb name. Um, but nonetheless, um, certainly the right guy. And, and having Breaker pin Ciampa, um, which I know happened, I think, at War Games was... Very, very smart, because now, as he said on Tuesday, they're one and one. It sets up the match. Um, I thought that was good booking. That made a ton of sense, even though I did not say that last week. Um, after seeing that it happened, I was like, well, yeah, duh. Um, makes makes a world of sense. So our head-to-head, though, Tom, uh, the last two shows, we have not been good combined. <laughs> um, we have not been good, which I don't know if that's – is that a credit to WWE booking that they zigged when we thought they'd zag? Or is that just a statement that, yeah, I can't figure out what the hell they're doing? Well, if the Survivor Series was a little bit of a crapshoot because of the whole like brand versus brand. And sometimes you just never know, right? Yeah. So, sure. that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assign that to that. Here, I think that we both were very much like pro 2.0. Uh, so much so that you actually, all of your picks were were on the, on the, on the new side. Uh and um, that didn't happen. And again, I, I don't know if I would have. Right. I, I don't know if I would have changed my pick about O'Reilly and Wagner if I would have known that Kyle was probably on his way out. I learned. I, I read or some or heard something about that after we recorded after the picks were made. Again, that and I knew I knew he was, but I still thought they were going to flip them to him, and then probably very quickly flip them off of O'Reilly and Wagner maybe back to Imperium or to the Grizzly Young Veterans who now turned into Statler and Waldorf from the Muppets. What are we doing there? Um, or or some other ragtag group. You know, maybe you flip them to two of the 2.0 guys or something, uh, you know. Oh, that was what I wanted to ask you. Let's go back for one second into War Games. Because I haven't seen it yet, how did D'Angelo and Waller do as far as the in-ring and being a part of the match? Did they, they didn't stick out like a sore thumb, clearly, because you didn't say anything about them. But. Yeah, D'Angelo was was fine. He, he was kind of, he kind of didn't do much of anything that was like 
stand out worthy. Like he definitely is going into a feud with Pete Dunn and they did something really good in the match that furthers that. And then it gets into it more on Tuesday. So I'll, I'll give you that as a teaser to, to, okay. for something to watch for. I, I actually have been high on Grayson Waller as, as someone uh, who I think has tons of potential. And I know going back to when he fought Roddy a month to two months, three months ago now, who, who knows? Like I saw him having a lot of athleticism and I think that he's got good character work. So when you get, did you watch, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. I feel like I've asked this multiple times and I should know the answer by now. Tuesday, have you watched any of Tuesday or have you? I have seen uh, probably the first half hour to 40 minutes. Maybe. Okay, so Waller and LA Knight have an interaction yeah, I haven't so, seen that. Okay, so so there's that, which builds off of stuff from War Games. And then and then Waller is involved in something later on, kind of as a that part first, I do know of Waller attacking Gargano at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. So like and that's kind of in response to to the needling, for lack of a better term, that, that LA Knight gives him. Uh, gotcha. so yeah, so that's I mean, I think I think that of all of the guys in this match, I think Carmelo Hayes is already made but can grow. Yeah. Braun Breaker, we 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 kind of clearly know he's the okay. he's the yep. he's the the top shelf guy. I think Waller definitely is ready to to break to the next level. And gotcha. I, I do like the new that, annoying character that he's playing. He annoys me, but it's in a way that he's supposed to annoy me. So right. I'm good. Well, and since you know what happens with the end of the show with the Gargano Waller interaction, my only disappointment is. Most it seems most likely we're not going to get that match. And again, like the way the show ends, if you don't have social media, then it's easy to write Johnny Gargano off. But if you if you if you're a wrestling fan and you're in the know or in you're in the mix or you're following things, then you're going to know that you saw that Johnny Gargano was able to like walk walk off under his own power. He wasn't stretchered out, you know. So. Absolutely. And and to that point, I meant to ask this earlier when we were talking about the pictures they show of him hugging Ciampa and Michaels coming out. Did you see the picture where it appears that Shawn Michaels has his hand on Candice LeRae's back and his other hand on her belly as though it's a little family picture? He's, <laughs> like, he's, he's the godfather. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, just, I, I, I kind of laugh like... I don't know. My general feeling is if it isn't your wife, girlfriend, whatever, who's pregnant, like you probably shouldn't touch your belly. But I don't know. It just, it looked funny. And I don't know the relationship between them. You know, they may be very close friends. And and I, I Gargano has talked about Michael's being a, a huge mentor to him. Um, so I, I'm certainly not insinuating anything other than it was just when I saw it, I went, well, that's strange. Um, I don't know. You're not, you're not wrong. So <laughs> Yeah. So, so on the night uh, for head to head, I went two and three, you went one and four. Uh, I got the edge by thing by way of team EO or team Cora, maybe if you will now. Um, so that, yeah, I have seen that, but <laughs> that as we enter today and the, the real reason why we're recording today, um, we are tied head to head 62 and 23 apiece. Uh, but because you came up just a little shy in the last pick you'll get the first pick when we transition here momentarily to picking Ring of Honor's final battle, end of an era show, which is coming up this weekend. And, and I'd just like to say, uh, now the number of matches doesn't add up, but if you look at our January to June record, uh, we're both 62 and 23 right now in this July to December record. Um, 
if you look at our January to June record, I, I finished 68 and 25. So I'm kind of, you know, right on par. Um, you were 73 and 20. So you're doing worse, Tom. That's all I'm saying. You're doing worse. Um, that's why we're tied. It's not because I'm any better. Did, um, did you really want to poke the bear, Jim? That's the question I asked you. <laughs> right. Um, so we have uh, nine matches to pick. So there are 11 matches, we believe, scheduled for Final Battle. One of them is a 10-man we think, man, a wild card tag match they're going to have during hour one. Obviously, it's a wild card match, meaning they're going to draw, supposedly draw names at random or assign them at random. We can't pick that other than to say we expect to see the world famous CB, Delirious, LSG, and hopefully maybe some surprises uh, in that match. I, I kind of hope Alex Zane gets in that match, too. Uh, I'm a fan of Zane, so I'd like to see him back in Ring of Honor one last time, if not if if this is truly the last time. Uh, before we start making our picks, Tom, maybe just a minute or two. Um, on Ring of Honor. We've talked about this a little bit when the announcement came out. You were at the very first show. Um, I was not. I was at the first show in Chicago. That was my first live show, but was a fan of Ring of Honor from the very beginning. Um, this has been a huge part of both of our lives uh, for the last 19, almost 20 years. Uh, in fact, it's how you and I met was through Ring of Honor. Um, so uh, just thoughts on, on, final battle and and being the end of this era of ring of honor if not the company as a whole but you know i know they say they're coming back and we i guess we got to take that at face value until we learn otherwise i'm not sure to where i'm not sure where to begin only because you know i think when you look at the the 19 plus year history of ring of honor there's been so many iterations for lack of a better term you know, I would say that there's the the origination with the with the video company and the, the team that that launched Ring of Honor, you know, in, in 2021, or I'm sorry, 2001, which led to the first show in 2002. And then the events that followed that led to Kerry Silken taking over. And Kerry Silken, you know, really, to me, like, is is the is the on he's heralded right but i also feel like he's unheralded because well i don't know that the, the the story has ever been told and i'm sure there's podcasts out there i know carrie has a podcast there he's done some interviews uh for how much money he truly poured into ring of honor uh between we'll say june of 2004 and september of 2011 uh, maybe give or take or so. I don't know. I don't, don't remember exactly when Sinclair took over or was it May of 2011 or 2012? Either way, uh, th that's the era that I most closely connect with. Uh, yeah. It's weird to call it the Kerry Silken era because Kerry Silken wasn't behind creative, but he was responsible for relieving Gabe Sapolsky of his duties in 08 when that happened. And it led to Jim Cornette and Adam Pierce and then uh, I think Austin Aries and Delirious among other people being at the helm of creative. And I'm sure there were other guys in the mix there as well. Did you see by chance the, the nice uh, YouTube video that Adam Pierce put out this week? I saw somebody linked it and, and I want to see it, but I have not had a chance to watch it. Ring of honor linked it as well. It's, it's worth your time. It's the less than three minutes, but it's nice. It's, it's, it's some video or it's some, some photo clips and a narration of something that he wrote kind of just a, a, a very nice love letter uh, from himself to uh, to Ring of Honor and to his time there. Uh, so that's so that's worthwhile. Uh, so then going into going you know 2012 to now, 
the Sinclair Broadcast Group owned Ring of Honor, corporate Ring of Honor, for for lack of a better term. And you know, people can have their uh, complaints about corporate control and things of that nature. We also probably have to be thankful that there was some corporate control because who knows if Ring of Honor would even exist without Sinclair Broadcasting still to this day. So I'm not I'm not belaboring the that point as much as to say I'm grateful. It's given a platform still for some amazing talent uh, over the last nine years to rise up. I think you look at the Kyle O'Reilly's, the Adam Cole's, the Tommaso Ciampa's, Roderick Strong, uh, Tyler Black. And I'm just spitballing. So I'm America, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that. That's great, and that's awesome. Um, so yeah. So as we approach this weekend, again, I, I I know I've said before, and I'll reiterate now. I won't be watching live uh, Saturday night. Uh, I will be staying off social media as best I'm able to. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and my goal is that Monday, um, I will be completely spoiler free and be able to watch ring of honor and really just spend four hours uh, just soaking it all in and just being, and being, being appreciative of what they're going to provide to us on the way out. I think I probably will get misty. eyed no matter what happens at the end. And I think there's even more mystery now in terms of what happens at the end because of the doubt surrounding the world title match, which we'll get into. So I'm sorry. I felt long winded there, but I appreciate you gave me the platform. I'd love to also hear, your thoughts and your feelings as we enter this weekend. Yeah, it's, it is, it's bittersweet. It's, uh, it's a little tough for me too, because ring of honor was something my brother and I shared so much. Um, we went to tons of shows together. I went to a lot of them without him too. Um, but, uh, almost most ring of honor shows in Chicago, we both went to, um, for a long time, um, until, until I moved here. Uh, which ended that uh, run. But uh, so that was, you know, a big piece of, of our relationship. And of course, everybody's listening to this, I think knows that I lost my brother a little over a year ago. Um, so yeah, Saturday's tough in that respect. Um, but on the wrestling side, like you said, uh, this company brought me, you who I consider a brother and others as well, who I consider close personal friends, um, and, and really almost family as well. And, you know, I could sit here and name a whole bunch of people, but I'd be really afraid that I would miss somebody, uh, who, who deserves to be named. So I'm going to avoid doing that. Um, but, but if you're listening to this, know that you probably, and you're part of that group of friends that all got formed through Ring of Honor, uh, you're, you're almost assuredly one of the people I'm talking about. Um, so that's, that's weird for me for over the last 20 years, you know, i I was a young man 20 years ago, Tom, as you said, we're kind of two old monkeys at this point um, that, uh, you know, so much of my life and so much, so many of the people in my life who I still talk to today, whether I haven't, in in every case, I want to say the last time I saw anybody who I would say I became a friend with, friend with through Ring of Honor, you know, the last time I saw them in person was Dallas in is that 2016? Yeah. So it's been five years um, since you and I have been in the same place. And since many of those folks, and some of those folks weren't in Dallas either because they weren't able to come that weekend. Um, I really wish I could be in Baltimore this weekend. I really do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not there, but 
you know, financially, time-wise, and everything like that, it just it didn't make any sense, unfortunately, for me uh, to be able to get there as important as it would have been for me to be there. You know, wrestling is important, but uh, friends are important, um, but other things are too. So um, I had to be had to be smart about that. Um, and so, but I I did um, block Saturday off immediately when the date was announced. Um, and especially after the, um, I shouldn't say maybe when the date was announced, but when the announcement was made, the final battle would be it for at least four months. Although there's going to be two TV shows. We've talked about that before. Um, it annoys me, um, but I'll get over it. Um, but as soon as that announcement got made, I said, I need to watch this show live. Um, and, I, and I had that ability because I didn't have anything else scheduled that I, that I couldn't move at that point. I didn't have anything else scheduled, period. Um, but even with my trivia business, when people asked, well, what Saturdays do you have available in December? After that, I didn't include the 11th. Um, I just decided, nope, this is going to be my my day. Um, so I'm uh, going to get a pizza, going to have beer, going to sit down and, like you said, kind of take it all in. Um, I, I'm scoring the show. So after each match, I'll probably hop on my laptop and quick, you know, update the scores just so that it, from a timing standpoint, I can stay up on that and not have to do it all afterwards. Um, but other than that, the computer, the phone are going to be set aside. Um, and I'm really going to try to take that all in one last time for Ring of Honor. And uh, we'll see. Maybe they'll come back. I hope they come back. Obviously, I hope they come back. Um, and, you know, if you asked me to lay money on it, I probably wouldn't lay money on it, to be honest. But uh, I'm going to take it all in. And I agree with you. It's going to be a little misty-eyed, probably. Um, I hope that it's a send-off worthy of Ring of Honor as best they can with the talent they have now, which there's a lot of talent on this show. So uh, I hope it is. So... We could go on and on about that. I feel like I'd repeat myself 27 different times, but uh, maybe we will even as we talk about some of these matches. But uh, let's get into the head-to-head. So we have nine matches we're going to pick. Again, we're not picking the wild card match, and we're going to talk about the world title match but not make a pick on that because of the news that came out yesterday, which we'll get into uh, when we get there. So we're going to make nine picks. If after nine picks we're either, we either make all the same picks for nine matches, which I feel would be strange. I don't think that'll happen, but it might. We... we thought that wouldn't happen before and we've done it. Um, or we have an even number of differences, which could cause us to be tied. Um, then we have a tiebreaker in mind. If we have an odd number of differences, so it should um, lead to not having a tie, then we'll then we'll do that. Um, then we won't do that. We'll just plan for the matches. We also have agreed that uh, if any of these matches change, we will just throw them out and we won't count them in our pickums. After the fact, I just checked and Ring of Honor has not announced the match changes yet due to that world title match. Um, I was hoping maybe they'd put it up first, th <clears throat> first thing this morning and we could react in real time. But uh, alas, that has not happened yet. So well, and let's remember what we're all playing for here. There's a there's a, a, a an action figure uh, of, the, of the winner's choosing uh, or perhaps a T-shirt on the line. Uh, so high stakes. That's right. And uh, and we never did pay up for the last head-to-head -head from the January to June. Uh, you won that, but I also won our fantasy football bet, so we're kind of even on that one. Um, so so this is for all the marbles. It's for one of us getting a figure or a t-shirt. Um, look out, folks. One of our lives is about to change this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the women's six-woman tag team match that's uh, scheduled. I kind of feel like this could end up on hour one, but they haven't said it is. Uh, Chelsea Green and the Hex, uh, the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions of Allison Kay and Marty Bell, uh, take on the the uh, 
allure. There we go. Uh, I was going to say the inspiration. I'm like, no, that would be really cool if they were here, but um, they're an impact. Uh, the allure of Angelina Love, Mandy Leone, and of Miranda Alizé. Uh, Tom, I think we determined since we're tied, I'm picking first. Is that right? You're picking first because you came under at the last pick'em. The last so had, had the worst record at the last pick'em. That's right. See, I didn't want to use that type of language, Jim. I, I care for you too. I mean, I got one match right the whole show, Tom. Come on, let's just name it what it is. It's like the Lions. I got one win. I mean, so um, low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Uh, Hang on, I gotta just remove this dagger from my back. <laughs> that's right. Tom suddenly has a bad connection. I don't know if he can hear me anymore. Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't know this. Uh, what do you before do with you, this? Well, before you pick, I just want to just name something that I think is important that, that I think may be a factor or probably is a factor in how we pick today. We don't know what the heck's coming next. I mean, we know that they've recorded right. TV, that there will be, like you said, kind of almost seemingly pointless two like first run TV shows that air on the 18th and the 25th of December. Uh, again, depending on when, when your Sinclair broadcast uh, channel airs this. But after that, maybe nothing, potentially April. So what do you do here today at Final Battle that then goes, I can't, oh, I'm, I, there's a little bit of a buzz here that's going to sustain me for the next three months until April, four right. months until April. No, so absolutely. I just wanted to name that. And, and here's a crazy thought. I, I don't think either of us um, would have thought this, but uh, what if they recorded, they've recorded those two shows that are going to air uh, these last two weeks in December. What if they re recorded them and Bandito was going to keep the title at the final battle? And so you'd have Bandito appear as your world champion on either of those two shows, but now he seemingly won't be because he can't wrestle this weekend. And they've said there will still be a ring of honor world title match. I don't know. I think Gresham was winning when it was Gresham and Bandito. I think you think that as well. Um, so it probably doesn't matter, but boy, that would have sucked. Um <laughs> But that's not our problem here in this six-woman tag. This very much feels like we got to get most of the women's roster on the match. Um, they deserve a spot on the roster on the on the card. So um, I'm actually really okay if this is not an hour one, even though it feels very thrown together, um, which is why I think it could be an hour one. But uh, if they want to give them the pay-per-view slot, I'm good with that because the women have earned it, uh, and they should have had to earn it. But you know, they've they've done a nice job rebuilding that women's division. Um, is it the best women's division in wrestling? Probably not, but it's not the worst. And and it's not what, you know, the women of honor roster when it was pretty much Kelly Klein and whoever her challenger of the week was uh, or challenger of the month was, uh, they've done a much better job building that division than, than, uh, than they did previous. So uh, where this match is placed on the card, I think would help me if I knew that. If I knew it was in the pre-show or the first match out, I would absolutely pick the Chelsea Green team because you would send, you know, start off everybody happy. Yet I also think Love and Leon are pushed really well, and Alize is somebody they're behind. Kay and Bell are kind of in Ring of Honor, kind of in the NWA. Well, not kind of in the NWA, they're the NWA women's tag champs. So I don't know. This, this is going to be a crapshoot. I'm going to go Chelsea Green in the hex just because I think it could be on our one, and I think that might make sense. I also think Green is somebody that if you're hoping to use her in the new Ring of Honor, you want to start getting behind. And I feel like they haven't done anything with her really yet. Um, so giving her a win here to at least start something for your reboot, I'll go with that. 
our picks are going to be the same. I already had written this down before your pick. My pick as well as Chelsea Green and, and the Hex. I think that it makes the most sense that the baby faces win here. I don't think this is going to be a baby face pro show the whole night long. Uh, however, I, I also, you know, I, I can't add much more to what you shared. Two comments I'll make. Number one, I think Max the Impaler gets involved. I think they uh, have a presence here. That's been something that that's been on TV of, of late. Yep. So their involvement, I think helps get us to the finish or towards the finish. So that'll be a piece. Number two, I think that the Ring of Honor Women's Division, as you were talking about it, the legs, unfortunately, I think were were cut out to an extent by the by the decision of Sinclair to cease Ring of Honor operations. I think that we only were getting to the beginning of what could have been after the women's tournament and here. So that's what I'll say. And, and, and I agree that Max likely gets involved. I also think uh, we'll see Quinn McKay um, get involved in this probably too because of her issues with with the allure, but uh, all right. So one for one, no difference there. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out as we move through the rest of these matches. Another match that I actually fear could get put on hour one, although I'm okay, I guess. I just want to see it. I don't care when it happens. Dragon Lee, Ray Horace. This is a rematch from a TV match they had a while back that was a, a banger, um, which you would expect with these two guys. Two of the more talented guys on the Ring of Honor, Honor roster. Tom, what do you think? Dragon Lee, Ray Horace you're putting over again i think this is one of those where where are you going in april so right yeah i'm picking dragon lee i think that's the right move i don't know that they do the right move when they when this match became official on tuesday uh in the week by week i was like sweet that's gonna be a killer match but i'm like why the heck is this even happening like like so like like this is a match and i'm pretty sure it happened recently or it's happened previously and maybe both in pwg and like so when PWG throws stuff like this together, you're like sick, can't wait because of the atmosphere. Hearing of Honor did it now, it's like, but what's the storyline connection? So I like lamented that issue right from the bat. I digress. Storyline connection or not, I know they had a great match earlier in the year on Ring of Honor TV as well. So this kind of being that the follow-up to that is gonna be cool. That would make me think though that they could go eat have these and give Ray, Ray Oris the the win. And if that happens on Saturday, I'm going to be really hot because Dragon Lee is my pick and I'm going to stick to it. Yeah, they've had three singles matches before. Uh, one in the crash back in 2019 uh, down in Mexico. One at PWG uh, Battle of Los Angeles, day one. Uh, so that must have been a round one match, I'm assuming. And then uh, on TV back in January of this year. So almost a year ago. That doesn't uh, feel like it was in January. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, I just when I when I just looked it up, I was had that same feeling like, oh, that was all the way back in January. Uh, they have had some tag matches since then uh, at Glory by Honor. Uh, Dragon Lee and Roosh took on Bandito and Ray Horace, so maybe that's what we're thinking of. Um, and then uh, at PWG, the return here uh, when they came back, uh, not the return. Uh, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll back in November, uh, which I don't think either of us seen. I don't know that it's out on Blu-ray yet. Dragon Lee, what's that? It's not out yet. No. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Lee, Flamita, Dra Demonic Flamita, and Ray Horace were in a three-way, which sign me up. That sounds really good, too. Um, Demonic Flamita, also somebody I think we could see in that wild card. And I feel bad if that's where he ends up, because I think he deserved a spot on this card somewhere. Um, he's been really good in Ring of Honor. Uh, everything you said makes total sense to me, Tom. Both ways. Um, I, I, I hesitated on who I was writing down for that same reason, because I feel like 
the chances in it, let's say there is an April restart. The chances of Ray Horace being available to you versus Dragon Lee seem higher. Um, so if you want to, if, if you're booking final battle, thinking about April, and I don't know that they are, because I don't know that anybody in the back of Ring of Honor really thinks they're going to restart in April. I think they hope they will, but I don't, I think if they're, I, I don't, I don't think I would book this show based on April because you're not sure April's really going to happen. Um, that's just me thinking. Uh, I'm going to go Dragon Lee as well because I just think they're both super talented. Will I be shocked if Horace wins? No. Will I be really ticked at not taking the chance and going, you know, against you on this one? Um, probably. But um, I, Dragon Lee to me is one of the best in the world. Uh, Dragon Lee should be on TV every week for somebody, whether that's AEW, WWE would use him so terribly. Um, so I don't want him to go there. So I guess AEW is my hope, uh, or New Japan. And I think he will end up back in New Japan once kind of things get worked out and people can travel a little more freely. Again, Japan is closed down to any outsiders uh, right now. Um, although if you have a work visa, you are able to come in. So the outsiders uh, who have work visas like Will Ospreay and that will be able to get back in for Wrestle Kingdom at this point. So that's uh, at least good for New Japan. Uh, I could definitely see Dragon Lee back in New Japan. Maybe he'll work some of the New Japan strong stuff, which I haven't been watching. But man, as I've read the results, I'm like, they really cranked that show up from what it used to be. Um, so kudos to them. And, and maybe I need to maybe I need to resubscribe to New Japan strong. But my problem was I had it and I was the same way as you. I kept paying money for something I was never watching even a little bit. Um, so maybe, maybe if I res if I resubscribe so that I can watch Wrestle Kingdom, maybe I'll have to check, start checking out strong too. in all my free time, um, but Dragon Lee, I, I think Dragon Lee is one of the, the real question marks where he ends up. Um, and Roosh, once he gets healthy again as well, and that knee injury heals, I think Roosh as well. My guess is they end up the same place. They seem to want to work together at my impression. All right. So we'll move on to the TV title match, which you and I talked about this a little bit before we clicked record. Um, I, I think the theme music for this song is wah, wah, or for this match, excuse me, is wah, wah. Um, not for this song, but uh, Dalton Castle defends against Rhett Titus, Silas Young, and Joe Hendry because stuff. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> um and, and I get the first pick at this. Good. Uh, I haven't hung a dartboard in this room yet, but if I did, I would throw one. Um, I, I shared with you, Tom, uh, week by week had had a teaser on their uh, thumbnail and their description about a returning Ring of Honor superstar or returning Ring of Honor wrestler or whatever their they phrase they use. Um, and uh, I watched week by week. And at the end of it, I thought, did I miss the returning Ring of Honor wrestler? And then I realized, oh, it's Joe Hendry. Um and I don't mean that disrespectfully to Joe Hendry. Uh, I, Hendry's fine. I think there are a lot of people that are a lot more excited about Joe Hendry than I've ever gotten. Um, he's got a good personality. He's, I don't know. I, he could become something, but I just, he's never totally clicked with me. Silas Young is another guy who's never totally clicked with me. Um, he's a good in the ring and his character works for what it is, but I've always seen it as kind of a mid card, you know, never going to really ascend kind of character. Uh, Titus has been there forever and is good. 
But I, again, I've never been as excited about Rhett Titus as some of our friends have been. And I've said my piece on Dalton Castle before. Although he had a very interesting promo where he went like demonic and freaked out and screaming and yelling at the, at the screen uh, earlier this week about how this wasn't going to be the last show about over his dead body and he was going to burn this place to the ground or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This match is <laughs> Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee would have made a ton of sense here if we just give Dragon Lee his rematch, but we didn't do that. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad we're getting Dragon Lee and Ray Horace. That'll be really good. But this match just makes no sense to me. I'm going to just, I don't know, I'm going to give the Lifetime Achievement Award to Rhett Titus and put the TV title on him um, because he's been there for almost all 20 years because he started when he was two. Um, I don't know. I, it, uh, part of me thinks Castle probably just keeps the title because there's no story to any of these guys winning it. But there's a part of me that just thinks... If this is the end, you know, Titus has never held single gold in Ring of Honor. I don't believe um, he's held tag gold, but I don't believe he's ever had a singles title. I, I'll give a lifetime achievement to Red Titus. I hope you saw my reaction uh, on when I made that pick because you literally, it's like you, I, you, it's like you came into my dome and you like saw the scroll of writing that I was in my monologue. That's exactly where I was going. So I, I am also picking Rhett Titus. I don't want Dalton Castle to lose for fantasy wrestling's sake because I have Dalton Castle. I was, I had, I, I had the Iggy for some reason that I thought he was going to be the one to unseat Dragon Lee. Yeah, you're, but you're, I, but I do, but I, but I do believe that this is exactly what you just said. It's, it's the, it is the, it's the Medal of Honor, no pun intended, for Rhett Titus. Uh, as and I do think that of all of these guys, um, I think Rhett is the guy who's most likely to be around in April. All due respect right. to him, you know. So if you have your TV title on this guy, or or he retires it, because again, what does TV look like for Ring of Honor? Right. You know, after December twenty fifth, other than best ofs. So, yeah, dude, I was kind of hoping that you were going to go some other direction so I could be the standalone <laughs> with Brett, but nope. Alas, here we are. Here we are. Um, oh, there we are. So, Red Titus, the Lifetime Achievement Award for Ring of Honor twenty twenty one. Um, I feel like we should play some like Oscar music or something right now, you know, invite him up to give a speech. Um, I'm sure he'll appear soon on the uh, honorable mention podcast and talk all about it. And now uh, the nominees for our TV title, lifetime achievement award. Right. Congratulations on your one day reign as ROH TV champion, because the company doesn't really exist. All right, Tom, you get the first pick on a match that I, I think has an outside shot of changing, frankly, uh, I don't know, outside is a weird word to use on that, but Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin of Violence Unlimited. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Dickinson is hurt, so he is not involved in this match. Kind of makes me wonder if it would have been an eight-man tag originally, um, and you would have put, you know, maybe LSG or somebody in on the other side, um, or, or John Walters, maybe, if he was available. Uh, maybe he's in that wild card match. I don't know. But um, unfortunately, Dickinson is hurt. So uh, they face T Tracy Williams, the pure team of Tracy Williams, Taylor Rust, and Eli Isom. For the sake of our, the pick I'm going to make, I hope it changes because I'm really not confident in this pick. I understand that the story has been building for a year. Uh, Violence Unlimited against the Foundation. LFI was in the mix. Again, Rush's injury kind of made that change, and it's kind of centralized down to these two groups in the end. I'm picking this with the idea of what things could look like in April. So I am picking Team Pure of Tracy Williams, Taylor Rust, and Eli Isom. I think Eli Isom was a guy that Ring of Honor was ready to do something big with in 2022. I think that he gets the win, uh, the pinfall win 
on in this match uh, as that momentum uh, or that story element for what potentially could come next? Well, we have a difference. <laughs> um, so, so we have one. I, I I understand what you're saying, and I've thought about that same thing. Um, and I won't be stunned if it happens. I just, you know, you've got a cohesive unit of Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin, and you've got this ragtag. If this was Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin against Tracy Williams, Rhett Titus, and Jay Lethal, or fill-in foundation, well, I guess Gresham and, and Woods would have both been busy in title matches, I probably would have picked the foundation in that case. Um, this isn't the foundation. This is three ragtag thrown together. Makes zero sense to me why they're teaming other than they happen to all like pure wrestling. Although Isom hasn't only done pure wrestling. I don't think of Isom as a pure wrestler. Um, so I'm going to go with violence unlimited. Uh, but I won't be shocked at all if Brody King ends up in whatever they do with the world title picture. We're going to talk about that at the end of this. Um, so I think this match could end up as a tag match um, or something else or they find another maybe violence unlimited adds a member i don't know if you really want to add members to factions on what could be your last show ever but maybe you could um you know maybe hc Loke comes out with homicide i don't know low-key low-key would make some sense here if they want to deal with him um i don't know i i'm fantasy booking around things that i don't know that will even happen so um i think again when we talk about who could be here in april uh, I think you're right. Eli Isom obviously would be a, make a lot of sense. Taylor Rust would make a lot of sense. Tracy Williams could make some sense. Tony Deppin could make some sense being here in April. Uh, Homicide, probably not. Um, I mean, they could bring him in and out, but he's kind of doing the NWA thing now, which I don't think would preclude him from doing this. Uh, Brody King, I'm thinking, ends up signed somewhere if he wants to be. Um, I think he could end up in Impact or AEW or even WWE. I think WWE, that's the kind of guy that Vince seems to like right now, the big brawler type so uh, i think brody so would i be stunned then if brody king they figure he's not going to be back in april so they go with the pure team no but i'm going to go violence unlimited in this one uh the six-man tag team title match o'shea edwards con and moses using the Freebird rule uh will defend the six-man titles against the righteous of vincent bateman and dutch i guess that means i have not looked at the youtube match from yesterday uh, but I'm assuming that means that the six-man titles were defended uh, in their road to the final battle match that they had with Primal Fear. No, no. Violence Unlimited. It was Violence, violence Unlimited. Limited. Violence Unlimited. I'm assuming, though, that uh, Shane Taylor Promotions won that match. Uh, I have to score it yet for our fantasy league, so I'll find out. But um, obviously they won, let's be honest. Or there was a DQ or something. They still have the belts. This is another one I think could change because Vincent was owed a is owed a title shot that he never got, uh, so he could get involved somehow in that world title match. Um, and, and I think this is a crapshoot for me. Normally, I I mean six man title matches I've been like it's Shane Taylor Promotions, just put the belts on them and leave it alone. Um, and I still kind of feel that way. But if any team is cohesive enough that could unseat them, and you don't have Shane Taylor in there, you have the fill in of O'Shea Edwards. I think it could be the righteous. Um, so I'm I'm a little torn on this one. Um, I hadn't made a pick yet, Tom. That's my problem. So now I'm sitting here staring at the match and like it's like looking at a menu that has too many good options and you can't pick what you want. Like I'm having that problem. Not that this is too many good options, but I'm going to go the righteous. What the heck? Let's have some fun with it. Um, and I don't know what you're going to do, but uh, I'm going to go the righteous and just 
maybe they play up that, um, you know, it wasn't Shane Taylor um, somehow. And I don't want to blame O'Shea Edwards for that, but. Yeah, my pick is the right just as well. Actually, from the minute that they made this match, this match, I thought it was a way to get the belts onto the righteous. I don't know that I see more guys in the righteous being still available by April. So again, are we going to retire the six man titles? Vincent though is one of those guys that I do think is long for the Ring of Honor world, uh, but I can't say that for necessarily Bateman or Dutch per se. Maybe Dutch, not so sure about Bateman. He seems to be in pretty good with New Japan strong. I, I don't want STP to lose. I, I love the story of STP. You know, having them win here would be a great like footnote to was a strong year. But with the way that you've built the righteous in Ring of Honor, even at the end, like it makes sense for them to control these titles as part of their ongoing story. But that's just the thing. What's the ongoing story? We don't even know if such a thing exists. But yeah, the righteous. I don't like the move, but I think it's the, the I think it's the right move. Right, it's the righteous move. It's the righteous move. There you go. Well, uh, I thought maybe we might have a difference there, but we didn't. Uh, so far, it's just that six man title match, a uh, six man tag match. Excuse me, not title match. Uh, that we are different on. Let's see what happens here, Tom. You get the first pick in the pure title match. Josh Woods versus the Mecca, Brian Johnson. I feel like I'm going to hate myself at the end of the day when I make this pick and when reality comes out. I hope I'm wrong. Again, I think this is a thing of who might you have the opportunity to still have a connection to come April as a champion. I think there's much more weight for one than the other, but that's not going to influence my pick. Josh Woods retains the title here, even though I think that Brian Johnson being who he is and what he is and the character development and the central centrally locatedness of where he lives in opposed to where Sinclair broadcasting operates out of Brian Johnson would make a lot of sense here, but I just can't see the title changing based on the story of Josh Woods after having him unseat Gresham. And again, but that's, you probably have to throw all of the what ifs out. Like I thought that we were going to go here well, none of that, none of that is likely true anymore. So, Josh Woods retains. I, and again, I don't feel strong about that. Yeah, I feel a little more strongly than you do about it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to Woods as well. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. And Brian Johnson probably is more likely to be around uh, in April. Josh Woods already appeared on, or will be appearing on uh, AEW Dark uh, coming up. He had a match taped at their tapings down in, in Florida um, last weekend, I want to say. Um, you know, so Woods is at least, people are kicking the tires on Josh Woods. Um, as well they should be. The guy's talented. He's come a long way. I think he's got more room to grow. Uh, but uh, that doesn't shock me that Josh Woods is getting some looks. Uh, Brian Johnson, if Brian Johnson added 30 pounds, the guy can talk like nobody's business. It he's good in the ring too, but if he wanted to be a manager and somewhere actually wanted to utilize managers, uh, which by the way, shout out to Prince Nana, uh, who got his new embassy on AEW dark elevation, uh, coming up for next week. Um, Nana on, you know, a YouTube show for AEW. Good for Nana. Um, but I think Brian Johnson could be an excellent manager. Um, but I don't know that he wants to do that because he is really good in the ring. I, I think this is going to be a really good match. 
Um, Johnson plays the heel so well. Woods plays the the good guy who has some humor, but also is a you know a really strong wrestler and pure wrestler and submissions and all of that. I think this would be really good. Um, but I think Josh Woods keeps the belt. I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, I actually, it's funny as you were talking, I wrote down for you Brian Johnson um, because you were you, you kind of like led me that way and then you swerved. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I had already written down Josh Woods for myself, but I was writing Brian Johnson down for you, and now I have crossed out and wrote Woods above it because um, you threw me off on that one, Tom. Um, it was a swerve, bro. Anyways, all right, Vince Russo. Uh, world Tag Team Title Match. Uh, this probably could have gone a little later in the the rundown of the matches because I think it's uh, they've kind of been calling it the other main event. I've heard them say on week by week and that. So this probably goes on second to last. Although I didn't put it in that order, uh, probably should have. But uh, the OGK of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus the Briscoes of Jay and Mark Briscoe. Uh, our friend Annette, uh, who I think might be listening right now, um, but because I see we have one live watcher, and that often is Annette. Uh, suggested having this match open the show and then having Jay Briscoe in the world title match. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I certainly could see that, and I certainly wouldn't be stunned at all if they did that. Um, whether they do that or not doesn't change my pick on this match. Uh, and you and I have talked about this for a while. The story of the Briscoes coming for the belts of final battle seems like it's been told all year. Um, if this is the end for Ring of Honor... Um, there is no, Annette said, yep, it's her. Um, hi Annette. Hope you're having a good Friday. Um, if there, if this is the end for ring of honor, there's no other way you can end the tag division of ring of honor than the Briscoes holding the world tag team titles. All respect to the OGK. They've been very good in their comeback. I kept expecting a Mike Bennett turn. It never happened. I'm actually kind of happy that never happened. We, we were able to have the team, um, the Briscoes win the tag titles. I, I just don't see, unless they cancel this match, which I, I would be stunned if this match doesn't happen, even if Jay ends up in the world title picture, um, I, the Briscoes win, win the belts here. I feel like the Briscoes have a better chance of landing somewhere else after January 1st than Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, either collectively or individually. So that would make you think that I would say it wouldn't be wise to put the belts on the Briscoes. But one thing that we don't know at all here as we make picks today is what are the titles even going to mean or look like on January 1? For all we know, January 1 could come and they could strip everybody of the belts. We don't know. Um if, if that's, I actually would prefer that to be the case because then that helps you not have unfulfilled things come April. Like, for example, if you had, and I'm going to just throw a generic name out there, um, Greg the Hammer Valentine win the TV title, you know, if this was 30 years ago, but then you knew Greg the Hammer Valentine was going to WCW. You don't want the belt on the hammer because you can't promote the hammer come April. I, th I think Ring of Honor would be wise to not set themselves up in that space unless they know for sure. And again, how can you know something for sure in four months? I mean, I figured almost for sure a year ago, we'd be in a better spot with COVID than we are today. Yet here we are as a, as a world, not to, not to go dark here on the podcast, but that's the truth of the reality. Um, you're, you're absolutely correct. Like the, uh, there's no better team than the Briscoes to be the 
final, and I'm using air quotes, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And that's why they're my pick as well. I really see this as a battle of two eras. The first half of Ring of Honor being the Briscoes, you know, 02 to 12. Uh, even though the Briscoes continued on, they've been like the, you know, if you etch Mount Rushmore for Ring of Honor, you've got Jay and Mark right there. Mark's head's a little bit smaller, but nonetheless, they're on they're on the rock, but it's both heads. Uh, and then 12 to now, the OGK, even though it's not been consistent. Uh, so Briscoes are my pick as well. All right. So we move on to the fight without honor. Finally, a match that I am just absolutely so confident on. I don't even have to spend time. I'm, I'm, I love the story here. I love, I love, I love what has has led to why we find ourselves in this match. I can't wait for Shane Taylor to dominate, and I honestly hope there's more on Saturday night for Shane Taylor in terms of Ring of Honor. I'd love to see him somehow be involved in the Ring of Honor World Title picture however that comes together we'll talk more about that but this is going to be the highest confidence points that i levy on the pickums uh shane taylor wins the fight without honor uh, de- uh defeating and putting an end to the issue with kenny king well i have a sneaky hunch that this uh head-to-head is going to come down to violence versus pure because i'm with you shane taylor's winning this match period end of sentence uh, kenny king is great uh, he can talk you into the building. He's good in the ring. Shane Taylor's great. Um, I would love in some company, I don't know who that is, if it's Ring of Honor in April, if it's PWG, if it's GCW, if it's wherever, uh, in February-ish, I would love to have Shane Taylor be cutting a promo and have Keith Lee walk into that picture and just stand there with him. Or look at him face-to-face. I don't know. I think there's some interesting things you could do there from their tag team before uh, before Keith went on to evolve and, and Shane stayed in Ring of Honor. Um, that all being said, that's fantasy booking that has nothing to do with this fight without honor. I love that it's a fight without honor, too. Um, the funny thing is they've told this story well while only having, like, one two in the last two years, no, one, 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 one-on-one match. They've had one, one-on-one match between these two guys. And now they're having a fight without honor. And I feel like it deserves to be a fight without honor. Kudos on your storytelling because you've done it without having just 18,000 one-on-one matches um, that led to this. They had a one-on-one match over a year ago, November of 2020. And then they've only been in two other matches together since then. They were in on Ring of Honor TV in September uh, there was an eight-person tag, uh, LFI against STP, and then in a uh, in the four-corner survival match uh, back in September as well uh, with Brody King and Jay Lethal also in the match. So, uh, you know, kudos. You did this without a whole lot of match interaction between the two and made me still care that it's a fight without honor. Um, but Shane Taylor's got to win this, period, end of sentence. He's the future. Not that King isn't going to have a good career in the future. If he wants to, he can. But, uh, yeah. Because I also don't think we're going to be that different on this one. But maybe I'm wrong. The women's title match, Roxy versus Willow. This is Roxy's second title defense, I believe. She beat Gia Scott on TV a couple of weeks back. I think those are her only two title defenses. Uh, That feels right to me. Um, I love that it's Willow in this spot. I think she is a budding superstar. 
uh, in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, she's been around for a little while, but I think she's finally getting some of that national attention. She's been on some AEW stuff on dark, dark elevation, never really pushed, but you know, at least she's there and they could, they could easily be signing her eventually. Uh, great personality to Willow, really good in the ring and strong in the ring as well. And she's not Mandy Leone. Cause I was really afraid this was going to be Roxy versus Mandy Leone. And I think I said to you in a text, Tom, that I was going to throw things at my TV if they gave Mandy Leone the ring of honor women's title. Uh, as she left almost, almost in that red Titus way as a, uh, you know, thanks for all of your years. Here's the title. Um, oh, they didn't do it. Thank Jeebus. Um, I literally went, yes. When Willow beat Mandy Leone on TV last week, um, I was rooting for Willow. So all that said, I don't think she's winning the title here. Um, I don't think Willow, it will be around come April. I'm not sure Roxy will be around come April either, to be perfectly honest. The girl is 20. She just turned 20, Tom. And she's pretty darn good in a ring. And got a good personality. She's got to work on her promos a little. They, they sound like she's reading off a teleprompter. Um, but she's 20. You know, she's got a long way to go in this business. Um, and I think I think we'll go far in this business if she, if she continues to want to do this, which it sounds like she does. Um I, I think she stays your Ring of Honor Women's Champion. And again, if they have to do something in April, if they do come back in April and they have to vacate a title or something, again, I don't know that I'd book for April now. And I don't know that Willow's any more likely to be around in April than Roxy. So I, I Roxy is my pick to win and keep her belt. Yeah, this feels weird. This is the last match we're picking because I was looking at the card and going, we still have the Ring of Honor World title match. And then I'm like, oh, that's what we don't. I'm, that's right. <laughs> right. We're going to talk about it. But Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, Roxy's my pick as well. I don't know why you would um, take the title off of her for Willow. Like, and again, not against, it's not a knock on Willow. I think this has been a really good uh, build, and I think they're going to have a really great match. But Roxy, again, being so young, definitely is the future. And whatever the future looks like. And again, that future might not be in Ring of Honor. My future might be somewhere else. So... There it is. There you have it. We, uh, I do think, as we talk about this main event, Tom, when we get there, I think we should go ahead and pick our tiebreaker because I think there is that chance that that six man gets thrown out. Okay, yeah. So we may want to have that tiebreaker anyways. I was just thinking about that. But there it is. You're right, uh, Tom. I'm sorry, I cut you off as you were saying there it is. Yeah, I was going to say there it is. We have one difference. But, yeah, let's we'll, we'll go with the tiebreaker because that no guarantee. Yeah, no guarantee, and I'd, I'd hate for it to be like, oh, shoot, we should have done that. Um, and since you're not going to be watching live, I can't even message you and be like, quick, tell me what your time is. I'll tell you what mine is, and we can have a tiebreaker because um, that, that that will spoil something for you, and I will not do that to you as a friend. Uh, so let's talk about the world title match, though, and then we'll make a uh, – so we're going to pick the time of the world title match, bell-to-bell -bell time, as a tiebreaker in case – either the Brody King, uh, the violence versus pure match were to end in like a double DQ or something, or if something were to change in that and we threw that match out or it doesn't happen for some reason, um, just in case we do need a tiebreaker, we're going to pick that. Uh, but who faces Jonathan Gresham? Um, yeah. Who faces Jonathan Gresham, Tom? Well, so number one, just really unfortunate that the news had to break yesterday about Bandito testing positive for COVID and he's, I think that's at least the second or third time that's been at least public, a second. publicly made uh, known. And it's really impacted uh, him in Ring of Honor, which is just disappointing because 
you know, you were the biggest champion of hashtag free bandito and he's finally got free and he still can't get totally free, which sucks. And free him from COVID. Right. Uh I mean, this this was gonna be a, a really great match. And 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 I'm sure down the road they will interact in, in, in some capacity in the ring. I think though this could have been like really that that true Ring of Honor send-off in terms of like the highest quality, most athletic action that you could have seen, and a real crowning moment for Jonathan Gresham over the current champion. That being said, whoever is across the ring from Jonathan Gresham on Saturday, I still see Jonathan Gresham as being the man who holds the Ring of Honor world title at the end of the night. Who that other man or those other men will be, I have not a single clue. I immediately went to the fantasy booking mindset last night of going, man, low-key would be great. Oh, man, Davey Richards would be great. But then I said in the same breath in my internal conversation that I was having, they can't – Ring of Honor is not going to bring them in right now. Like, they're already in the middle of their COVID protocol. They flew people in probably to Baltimore Tuesday or Wednesday, and they've been doing stuff all week. Although the the bubble has gotten a lot easier – if you're vaccinated, which eliminates Loki. He's been very vocal about his feeling on the vaccine. So I think that definitely eliminates. And I know I brought him up as a potential in that six man before. Hadn't thought about that. That's a great point you bring up, Tom. Um, my understanding anyways has been the bubble has been relaxed if you're vaccinated. So maybe if there's a vaccinated somebody, they could maybe get them. Maybe. I don't know. But. Yeah. And, and and then I thought, okay, yeah, that, t- that wild card 10 man that's going to be at the beginning I'm going to I'm going to go the complete opposite direction. I hope it's not the guys you named. Nothing against the W or what's about to say WCB. World world famous CB. Nothing against the LSGs, nothing against Delirious. I want to see John Walters. I want to see Alex Shelley. I want to see Dan Moff. I want to see Good guys Williams. I want to see guys that are from like the lineage and the history of Ring of Honor as best we're able. Um I don't know what Dunn and Marcos are up to, but I'd love to see one of, uh, you know, one of one of them. Um, I, I digress. Uh, Matt Stryker, not the announcer, but the unibrow, maybe. Yeah, I don't know for for sure. Um, so so Alex Shelley comes into the view there. Alex Shelley Gresham would be amazing, uh, just absolutely amazing. So that would be uh, something I'd love to see. What if? Go ahead. No, I just, the only other thing that I'll say because I because I know we brought up Brody King, we brought up other guys on the card. I think Ring of Honor, unfortunately, by this diagnosis of COVID and Bandito being unavailable, is hurt because they've already had Gresham pin or defeat Brody King at uh, Honor for All. Like so, that's kind of like you can't go back to that because it's already he's already overcome that. They just gave away Dragon Lee against Jonathan Gresham on the Road to Final Battle on YouTube on Monday in a really solid match. So you really can't go back to that. So it's just like, oh my gosh. Like Again, you didn't know what you didn't know when you were t- when you taped those matches, clearly. Right, right. And now you find yourself in a spot where your options are limited. So is it Brody King? Eh. I, love, I love the idea of Shane Taylor, and I love the idea of Shane Taylor more than I love the idea of Jay Briscoe, even though I think match quality-wise, it's a better match if you do Jay Briscoe, Jonathan Gresham. And... and, and Jay Briscoe's Ring of Honor uh, resume supersedes that of Shane Taylor. Uh, Annette suggested Cheech and Cloudy also for that wild card tag. That would be another good uh, good throwback. 
put my fantasy booking hat on. Okay. The thing I would absolutely love is Brian Danielson comes back and works this match. And it's Jonathan Gresham and Brian Danielson. I think that's got like a 0.002% chance of happening. Like Tony Khan's been open to just crazy stuff before. So, I mean, I don't close the door on it, but you also have Brian Danielson work, uh, working hangman page on Wednesday for the world title. And I don't know that you risk him. Um, because things can happen in a wrestling match. I mean, Gresham's super safe. He's a polished. It's not like you're putting him in there with a nobody by any means. I just don't know that you'd risk that match coming up on Wednesday. Um, so do I think that happens? No. Um, I, here would be my two. Forgetting anybody on the card, because I think we've kind of talked about those options. Um, ad nauseum. My, here's my two fantasy booking ideas. One, I know he already said he wasn't going to be there, but again, things changed yesterday. Maybe you bring Jay Lethal back. If you talk to Tony Khan and you can get Jay Lethal back and you do Jay Lethal, Jonathan Gresham, the foundation for the world title. Jay Lethal's always a guy that I've been like, eh. Storyline, it would make sense. Did you and watch Dynamite this week? Foundation. What's that? Did you watch Dynamite yet this week? I have not. Okay. I know he was in the Battle Royal. I've just, I've just started. I shouldn't say no, I've not. I've seen CM Punk's promo. Friggin' outstanding again. Um, love that guy on the mic. And I love Punk heel, heel Punk even better. And I know it might have only been a one week because they're in Bizarro Land of Long Island. Um, but him coming out to MJS Music was awesome. Anyways, uh, and I know I just started the Battle Royal. Um, so I know, and I, I think I have seen who wins. Or, or, yeah, wins the Battle Royal. I guess two people win that Battle Royal, and then they go on to have a match next week. But um. Yeah, so my comment was just I didn't think that Jay Lethal, not that he needs to be promoted well, like just wasn't used to maybe the fullest potential as a free agent in that match. So, again, I do think people in Ring of Honor fans, for that matter, would be ready to blew the crap out of him. Right. So so from, from that standpoint, that would be interesting. Or here's here's the one I like the best, but I, again, not knowing who they've got booked for that wild card match, maybe it doesn't work. If it is stars of yesteryear, I would love ten stars of yesteryear to be in that wild card, like of of the history of Ring of Honor. I think that'd be great. And what if whoever gets the pinfall in that match moves on to the Ring of Honor World Title match at the end of Final Battle? Like it gives them a chance for one more shot at glory, and then you have Alex Shelley or somebody get that pin. And I agree, Shelley Gresham would be awesome. Um, Shelly, I believe is the independent wrestling, uh, heavyweight or champion right now. The, the thing that IWTV runs, um, that Wheeler Yuta had been the champ and, and Gresham actually was the first, uh, I believe Gresham was the first Gresham was the champ at one point. Anyways, Tracy Williams might've been the first. Um, but I believe Shelly is currently the, the IWTV inner independent champion, whatever they call that belt. Um, so you can play that up a little bit too, but, uh, I, Shelly Gresham would be awesome. Um, I don't know. That could be neat. At least it'd give some stakes to that that wild card match too and give you a a Ring of Honor star from the past versus a Ring of Honor star from now at end of an era for the Ring of Honor world title. I think that could be an interesting story you could develop over the course of four hours. Um, look, they've been painted into a corner here by no fault of their own, by no fault of Bandito. Um, just, yeah, hey, it's the world we live in right now. Um, Above all, get well Bandito. Obviously, we want him to recover well and, um, you know, be able to come back to the rings very, very soon. And 
um, tear it up, whether that's in GCW, where I hear he had a great match with Tony Depp in the, a week ago or so, um, or wherever Bandito lie, uh, ends up. I know he was in the AAA title match as well a couple of weeks back, so that same weekend. We're, uh, we're running up against the clock, but one more thing I just thought of, uh, just as an homage, because I brought it up earlier this year when I was thinking ahead to the 20th anniversary of Ring of Honor, which now we won't get in actuality uh, in any formal way in February. What if they what if they did homage to the first match and they did a three way for the title? Uh, yeah, I think that could, that could definitely. I wouldn't be stunned at all if they do something like that. Um, heck. He's available. Or I mean, he's he's working for AEW, but he's gotten back in the ring lately and looked good. Christopher Daniels could be in Daniels Gresham would be pretty good. Um, I don't think anybody would think Daniels had a shot at winning, though. That's my problem. I want somebody that I think that for a moment you can make me think won't lose to Gresham. I don't know that you're going to do that because even Bandito, I didn't have that feeling. Gresham would have been about a 10 or a 9 on our confidence picks. Um, and, he, and he still would have been, no matter who he faces. But if you can give me that, like, like if they, I know I joked about it before it, it, and I think maybe it was before we recorded, but if they brought in Samoa Joe somehow, he works for WWE and he's, you know, not medically cleared and all of that. But like, I would actually have that moment of like, oh man, they could go off the air with Samoa Joe as the last ring of honor world champion. I could actually see that. Um, Samoa Joe is not working. Final I, you know, prove me wrong, ring of honor, book him. That'd be great. Uh, prove me wrong, Vince, that you'd actually let him. But um, I hope we get some surprises. I don't know. This is I'm looking forward to it. As I as we've talked about, bittersweet. Uh, looking forward to a slice of pizza in my hand and a beer in my hand, and uh, toasting Ring of Honor, maybe one last time. I could go uh, for that right now. Uh, amen. Um, <laughs> I had a a group I'm in. A doctor said, you know, it's all moderation, eighty twenty. And a guy sitting next to him said, yeah, eighty percent pizza and twenty percent beer. And, the doctor said, well, it depends on your day. It might go the other way, too. Um, so, awesome. uh, Well, so just to clarify around the tiebreaker. So we're each going to pick here in yes. a minute. I will go first because of the way that the last pick went down. And I'll give you my time, and then you'll give your time. And this is the bell-to-bell time for the Ring of Honor World title match to be determined. And no matter where the time falls, whoever comes closer to their time is – is the tiebreaker winner should the tiebreaker be needed? Yep, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't I don't want to do the without going over gimmick. Yeah. Um because then one of us would just go one minute. Yep. Um, you know, this is in the price is right. So, right. so my, yep, my, my time is twenty-two minutes and thirty-six seconds. Well, it's funny because I was gonna pick that exact no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a kick in the teeth? Um, uh, actually, I hadn't figured out my seconds yet, so I just threw a number down. But I'm going to go 25 minutes and 17 seconds, so a little higher. Um, and I don't want to do the math to figure out if it landed directly in between that. What would it be where we'd both be the same number of seconds off? But um, that would be hysterical, actually, if we somehow picked exactly <laughs> the same number of seconds off. Oh, that would be so good. I mean, the odds of that are astronomical, but it would be funny. Um so if you're watching Final Battle this weekend, folks, um, Annette, I know you're you're on right now, and I know you're going to the show live. Have a blast. Um, chant ROH as loud as you can for Tom and I, please. Um, you know, I don't know if you can throw streamers or not. I don't know if that's allowed yet. Um, but if you can, throw one for us. Um, don't get yourself thrown out, though. If you can't, don't throw a streamer. Stay. Um, stay in the show. 
but uh, have a blast. Anybody who's going to the show, have a blast. If you're going to watch it on pay-per-view, uh, enjoy the memories. Leave the memories alone. Uh, we'll use the old Shawn Michaels video song. Um, but maybe it's the last time we'll get to talk Ring of Honor um, as far as an upcoming show goes. Next week, I'm sure we'll talk about what happened at Final Battle. But uh, I don't know. Seems weird to talk about it that way. But, yep, there it is. So, Tom, yeah, anything we'll, else? No, we'll have a big episode next week, of course, because we'll have the aftermath of Ring of Honor and maybe speculation on whatever may come next. Maybe no speculation whatsoever. Maybe it's just it's nice and tied up with a bow. And then, of course, AEW Winter is coming. Huge match. Hangman Page defends against the American Dragon Brian Danielson Wednesday night next week, plus other great things at AEW. So, uh, man, can't wait. It's going to be a good week of pro wrestling, and I uh, can't wait to come back a week from now and, and rehash it with you, Jim. Absolutely. Annette says she's looking forward to it and says, watch for the sign with a smiley face. So I don't know quite what that means, uh, but we will watch for the sign uh, and see see what that says uh, on Saturday night or in Tom's case, maybe Monday when he's watching. Um, I, won't, I won't text it to you, Tom. But uh, um, all right. Well, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, we will talk to you soon and uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Stay warm. It's going to snow here today. Yay. Not really ready for that but uh it's gonna be 50 here tomorrow so go figure well it's snowing here today and by wednesday gonna be 68 um so we're all gonna Glo have no global warming <laughs> right global warming everybody have a great day a uh, great weekend and we will talk to you next week here at two spot monkeys live